Hello, 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 ladies. Good morning and happy new year. I am so excited to be with you today on the first Monday of a new year. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, January 1st is always a symbol of endless possibilities, growth, and opportunities. I know, I know, I know. Now, I recognize the year 2020 was very hard, and in some cases, devastating on a lot of people worldwide. And let me be the first one to say, that's the lowest understatement of the year. Am I right? But it is my prayer that it was good to you. And if it wasn't, by God's grace, mercy, and provision, we are going to make 2021 a better year. Amen? Amen. With all of that being said, welcome to the first ever podcast for Queen Esther University. Class is now in session. Here at Queen Esther University, it is our mission to create a safe space to reach modern day women and teach them what God says about our identity. We strive to show and represent to the world what being a feminine woman really means and looks like in God's eyes. So, go ahead, find yourself a comfy chair, a pen and paper, of course your Bible, and don't forget your coffee, tea, or whatever beverage helps you feel energized and ready to conquer the day. Because in this podcast, we are going to discuss the different areas we can become more feminine and, of course, do it God's way. The first area we will be starting off with is spiritually. How can we, as women after God's own heart, become more spiritually feminine? This week, we are going to start by talking about fasting. The importance of being obedient to God's word when it comes to the topic of fasting. So, what is fasting exactly? What does the Bible say about it? Why should one fast? How should we go about doing it? When should we fast? I'm going to answer all of these questions in a moment. But first, we should unite in agreement. Take a few seconds and let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I humbly yet confidently come before you at the feet of your throne. I, through the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ, lift up all the women within the sound of my voice. Father God, I ask that you open up the ears to hear, the eyes to see, and the mouths to speak the purpose you have for them. I ask that you give us the desire and discipline to obey what you want us to say, who you want us to be, and what you want us to do with the life 
you blessed us with. Let me be the vessel you use to show them the beauty and the power that already resides in each heart this morning from your point of view. Let my words fall on deaf ears and only your words spoken through me, may they be the words they hear. May they permeate every area of our heart, spirit, and mind, Lord. Help us not to live by worldly standards, but by the word of God. Help us to receive your truth with wisdom and revelation. Help us, through the Holy Spirit, you chose to put inside each of us to see the lesson you want us to apply in our lives today, Father. Lord, I ask that you, right in this moment, remove all worries and distractions that will keep us from receiving with joy the message you have for us this morning. May the words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. We lift up all these things in the mighty name and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Now, without further ado, ladies, let's jump right into this week's topic, which is fasting. So the first question that comes to mind when someone mentions fasting is, well, what is it, right? Like, really, what is fasting and what does the Bible say about it? Well, in simple terms, fasting is abstinence from something. Most commonly, it is food for religious purposes for a predetermined time. If we were to read in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 16, Jesus says when you fast, not if. So that tells us that fasting is not just a period of deprivation of food or whatever the Holy Spirit instructs you to fast from, but it's a regular and normal practice in a Christian woman's life. In the Old Testament, fasting was symbolic and used for times of grieving or repentance. Go with me to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 12 verse 16 if you can to give you a little bit of context here david as we all know after being sold by his brothers thrown in prison and served time for a crime he didn't commit and long story short becomes king over israel presiding saul he has an affair with Bathsheba, uriah's wife she becomes with child and to cover up his son he has Uriah killed in the front line of the battlefield. Nathan then confronts David with the parable to show him his sins and tells David he's going to reap havoc for what he has done. This is where he realizes his wrongdoing and confesses, and the wrath of the Lord leaves him, and instead he is told the child will die. Soon after this happens, the baby gets sick. Now we are caught up to verse 16, where it says, David therefore inquired for God, for the child. 
And David fasted and went and lay all night on the ground. As we can see here, when someone is experiencing great sorrow, fasting is an innate reaction, for our spirit within us doesn't allow us to eat. On the other hand, in the New Testament, fasting was used as an avenue to become closer to God. Either way, fasting is a reflection of our commitment and recognition of our dependence on the Lord. Fasting is a way we can be less dependent on ourselves and become more focused, more aware of God. It is a sign of our desire and hunger for Him, to seek Him. Before we move on to the next question, we commonly and secretly think to ourselves when we hear about going on a fast. I just want to quickly go over some of the common types of fasts we feminine women after God's own heart can go on. First up, we have, and we all have heard or done this one before, the Daniel fast. You can read about this one in, yep, you guessed it, <laughs> Daniel. Chapter 1, verses 5 through 21, and chapter 10, verse 3. This one is normally for health reasons and to find the Lord's direction, purpose, and vision for our lives. The next one is called the Esther fast. Another easy guess on where you can find where the Bible talks about this type of fast. Go check out Esther chapter 4, verse 16, and chapter 5, verse 2. The Esther fast is commonly done when we need protection and deliverance from the evil one. This one is one we all heard preached about, the famous Jesus fast. You know, the 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness fast. Yeah, that one. If you're convicted to do this, you can refer to Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. If not, no pressure and no shame, I promise. There are many more types of fasts, but that should be enough to get your foot through the door. Now that you're up to speed on what a fast actually is, as well as what the Bible says about it, we're going to talk about why we should fast and how do we go about it. So the question still stands, why should a Christian woman fast and how exactly? You ever ask your parents, why do I have to fill in the blank? And they always seem to respond, because I said so. Well, thankfully, Jesus didn't have that attitude. He gave us all an example on how to live our lives by doing it all himself first. We can read more about that in the Gospel of Mark, chapter one, verses 12 and 13. So we should fast because he fasted and we are called to be like him. After all, the title Christian is derived from the Greek word that means follower of Christ. And I bet you didn't know that the name 
Christian at first was given to females since the Middle Ages. Hmm. So if you haven't gathered already, women rule. Another reason why we ladies should be fasting as a regular practice in life is because when we do, we can more effectively do the Lord's work, like casting out demons. Don't believe me? Flip your Bibles over to Mark chapter 9, verse 9. Context is equally as important as the verses we study. So, Peter, John, and James, who were a few of Jesus' disciples, witnessed supernaturally the great transfiguration. And Moses, as well as Elijah, were talking to Jesus in his original spiritual glory. Afterwards, a cloud appeared and covered the three, and a voice boomed from heaven, This is my son, whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Sounds familiar, right? As they were coming down, they were warned not to mention this event to anyone. They then met up with the other disciples who were arguing with the teachers of the law in the midst of many people, including a family that had a young boy possessed by a very violent and wild demon. Jesus investigated the commotion and revealed the father's unbelief in Jesus' ability to save the young boy. After the father regained faith, Jesus then commanded the demon to leave and never enter the boy again. It is assumed that while Jesus was gone with Peter, James, and John, the other disciples were busy trying to cast out the demon. I can only imagine the subject matter of the argument between the teachers of the law and the rest of the disciples. Shocked, and no doubt probably discouraged, the rest of the disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we cast it out? We see in verse 29, Jesus informs them that this type of demon casting can only be done with fasting and prayer. We should fast because it humbles us and helps us practice self-denial. Sometimes we need a reality check and a gentle reminder of where we, compared to the Lord, stand in the grand scheme of things. Am I right, ladies? I mean, let's just be honest here. We, more often than not, like to be in the driver's seat of the car. If not that, the passenger seat, and at the bare minimum, the back seat. And even then, I mean, even then, there's a lot of backseat driving. We like to have all the control and yet have so much anxiety if, no, when, things don't go exactly according to our plan. Like what? We've got to do better, women of God. Sometimes we deserve to be placed in the trunk of the car. So we are able to truly live by faith and not by sight. It's okay though. Don't beat yourself over it. All of us struggle with this area in our lives, even myself, okay? Like, I will be the first to stand up, raise my hand, and admit it. But God, thank you, Jesus. But God graciously loves us anyway, amen? Let's make 
a New Year's resolution to fast our control and give it up to God, all 2021. Now, let's cover the how we should go about fasting. You know, what should it look like? Well, the Bible is very clear. If we want to go back to the beginning of the New Testament in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18, Jesus says when, again, not if, we fast, we should do it in secret. Fasting should be between you and the Lord, and not a showy act of legalistic and religious stature. Finally, let's discuss the final question of today's podcast. When should we fast? Well, as we briefly touched on earlier, we need to fast when we sin. Ouch. The most common psalm, at least for me, on this topic is Psalm 51. It is traditionally said by scholars that David wrote this after his sin with Bathsheba. You can also go to 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 6, as well as Joel chapter 2, verse 12 to reference times in the Bible where the people of God had to fast and repent for their sins. We need to fast any time we need to reset, refresh, and reflect. But we also need to fast when we mourn or are going through troubling times. Again, we talked about this instance earlier in the podcast. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4 talks about it there as well. Another example of when we need to fast is when we or someone we know and love are sick. Let's look at Psalm chapter 35, verse 13. Here, David is praying and fasting on the behalf of the very men who are trying to kill him. Can you believe it? We should follow suit and pray and fast for our enemies. Want to add that to our list of New Year resolutions? Don't answer that. At least, not out loud. I don't know about you, but my brain is at max capacity of all the knowledge we learned about fasting. Just in case you didn't catch some of the things somewhere along the way, or let's just be honest here, you went back to sleep, let's do a quick recap of what was discussed today. We went over what exactly is fasting and what the Word of God has to say about it, as well as a few different types of fasting. We covered why we should fast and how to actually go about it. We now know 
when we should fast. In a short amount of time, we covered a lot of information. But wait, there's more! Stay tuned to our next podcast, which will be posted this Wednesday, so you can hear answers to more questions, such as who in the Bible fasted, that we can use as an example and replicate, what should we do while we fast, and how long should we do it for, what can we or should we be fasting from, and last but not least, how often should we be fasting? If you haven't already, feel free to check out our blog at queenestheruniversity.com. There, every Friday, we post a Bible study full of review questions. There's a Q&A section from listeners just like you, applications for day-to-day life that you can share with the family, friends, and fellow Queen sisters. And because here at Queen Esther University, we believe in being a cheerful giver, we will even throw in a brief sneak peek of next week's podcast. So stay tuned so you don't miss out on a thing. Well, that's all for now, ladies. Until next time, stay blessed and highly favored. Take care.